0: Okay, so here we are at Soulful 7 Conversations, and today I have a very special guest. Um, I count her as a friend, um, but more importantly, it's someone that I admire, and I find you to be one of the bravest people that I have, have crossed my path. Um, I look at you as someone that is a bright light and you like, you know, I talk about what is hope and I talk about living in hope, but for me, you incarnate that like day to day. Um, so you're Izzy Wadi and you are a mother of three children who match up pretty much with my three bottom children. Yes. And, um, you, um, are very crazy successful executive in the healthcare world. You have just put on a race, um, for colon cancer, which you like raised crazy amount of money, like what, over $200,000 yeah. mm-hmm. and had like thousands and thousands of people come out to this race. It was race. pretty, it amazing. Was pretty yeah. amazing. Um, I have to just like toot my own horn because I did win for you. Yeah, you did. Race. You did. That's you have to. Yeah, it's very rare that I win anything. And so yes, I did. I was running extra hard for you because you were at the starting line and you're at the finish line. Um, I have invited you, one, because you're my friend, but also because, you know, to be human means that we experience so many joys in our lives. But we also experience some serious struggle and disappointment and suffering. And I guess it was about a year and a half ago mm-hmm. that I came over to your house and you announced the news that you had just been diagnosed stage four colon cancer. Mm-hmm. And it has led you on a journey of serious fight for your life and for your health and um, for healing. And um, I think it'll be really helpful because I look at you and I see how you're handling the valley. And so many people find themselves or someone that they love, um, or if they haven't experienced it yet, they will experience suffering in their lives. And you have, you exemplify this beautiful, graceful way of handling it. So I'm just going to like start big. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I wrote a piece, I don't know, of, I guess a couple of months ago about, mm-hmm. I love peacocks and peacocks have these beautiful, you know, fans, these this plumage this blues and the feathers are just gorgeous. And, um, but it said that they get their feathers from eating thorns which is the irony of life. It's kind of like the bittersweet that, that you have to have some of the bitter um, to experience the sweet. And um, you've eaten your fair share of thorns over the last year and a half. Um, What could you tell me that suffering has taught you? Hmm.
1: So it's an interesting question. You know, recently, Clay just preached, um, at church on um, the two mountains mm-hmm. uh, by David Brooks and, um, which I'll recommend that book. The two mountains by David Brooks. Mm-hmm. It's a great one. It is. It, it is a great book. Uh, we're, it, we're in the process of reading it right now, but mm-hmm. I've also read a similar book called halftime and it's really about the first half and the second half. So mm-hmm. very similar things. And another one while we're
0: on the subject is Richard Wars falling upward. Okay. Same idea.
1: Yes, yeah, Same, same thing. And so,
0: um, it's, I get
1: the question a lot of, and we think about it in terms of the two mountains, um, and Clay and I talk about it a lot too, is, you know, how do you see the world differently now after the cancer diagnosis, and um, how do we get other people? How do we get me, you know, Clay speaking to himself or you or my friends will ask me, any how do, how do I get to see the world like you do? What, what are things that you've learned? What are the mm-hmm. lessons that you've learned? How have you grown spiritually? And, um, what I say, it's the things that we already know. Um, mm-hmm. it's don't sweat the small stuff, trust your gut. Um, it's be in the present in the moment. It's building the relationships and taking the time to do those things and being there for people in your community and the church. And the thing is, is I thought I was doing all those things before. And I mm-hmm. was. And I You was, were. You're like superwoman. You were doing everything. I was. And I was mm-hmm. doing a, a decent job. I was mm-hmm. not doing a great job, but I still see the world so differently now. When I say I'm present and in the moment, I am 100% focused on who I'm with. My phone mm-hmm. goes away. But my mind goes away. My mind stays with you. Yeah, I'm with Beryl yeah. right now. And that wasn't happening before because mm-hmm. I would go to lunch or I'd have conversations with you or someone else, and I would have the to do list that we all have mm-hmm. as a mom and as, as a healthcare executive and all the million things we have to do. And I was never truly present.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's how we miss things. That's how we miss things. Right. It doesn't like drop right down into the cells of us. It's like stays on the surface, the mm-hmm. experiences, because we aren't, it's this constant multitasking, you know, roadrunner, runner spinning top. Yeah. And that we're not actually really present ever in the moment.
1: And, and I tell, I mean, with the day I was diagnosed, I mean, I was smacked in the face. Like mm-hmm. it was my wake up call and that, that was one huge wake-up call was the day I was diagnosed in November of 2017. Mm-hmm. But the other one was in September of 2018 when I was told I had six months to live. Mm-hmm. Talk about a wake-up call. Yeah. You really look at life differently. Mm-hmm. And all that, those little things that bother me, and all, all that goes away. And mm-hmm. you, I mean, I'm talking immediately when I was told I had six months to live after I got through the tears my priorities in life changed in an instant mm-hmm. and not that it wasn't always my family, but it became 100% my kids in my family. And some of that other stuff just went away. And mm-hmm. th- this burden that I would carry on my shoulders, like it all actually went away and I just stayed so focused on what was important to me in life. And it had nothing to do with things, mm-hmm. things you could buy and everything had to do with people and relationships And how am I going to take care of myself better? It was really all very personable, intangible relationships focused.
0: Because time is suddenly actually precious. You realize like time is so precious in front of me.
1: Yeah. And I get the comment all that, you know, we all never know when our last day is. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Um, And we always say, you know, live today like it's your last day. And we don't because we all know we're going to be here tomorrow. Right. I don't know if I will be right. truly in my heart. When I, you're told you have six months to live, mm-hmm. it could be three months, it could be nine months mm-hmm. and I don't know. So I mm-hmm. truly do live each day, but until you get that tragic news, I don't know how you
0: change that mindset. I know, it's like, how do you flip the switch where you really do, I don't know, you just like truly live. Mm -hmm. It's like all of a sudden you got the news and and it's like the the flip is, the switch is flipped and you truly live body, mind, and spirit right here. You do. And it's really hard because
1: pre-diagnosis and pre-cancer and all of that, again, I
0: thought I was living my life that way Mm -hmm. and I was so far from it. Can you it give us how that looks, the divide? Because I think, I mean, I'm sitting here across from you and I've been walking this journey with you. And I would tell you that the way you were living before, I think is the way that I'm actually living now. And I'm trying to help myself and I'm helping, you know, other people. Like, what does it really mean to live the soulful life, which is what you're living now? Right. And, and you're living it so like. I don't know. It's so tangible. I mean, I just see, it's like, it sparks off of you. And I would tell you too, that I'm like participating with my family. I'm like cooking them dinner and I'm sitting around the dinner table and I'm, you know, doing stuff at the school and I'm doing my job and I'm writing. And I feel like I'm living this really full life, but I do when I'm around you, Izzy, I see that there is, I don't know. It's like a, a, a deeper, way of seeing the world and seeing your relationships and seeing time. And I see that in you. Mm -hmm. And how is it that we can live like that now? Because you, you want your children to live like that. Right. Right. And so how do we, you know, it's the Tim McGraw song live like you're dying. I mean, it's like, how do we live in the moment where we appreciate and we're grateful and we feel every thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, and I think I think that's
1: so hard. But it, So examples of, of what I used to do. So I'd come home from work um, and all I would do was focus on my kids, right? Mm-hmm. And I was so focused on them, meaning I would play with them or I'd be doing homework with them or I'd read with them. But the whole time I had my phone next to me, I was making sure I was keeping up with emails on work mm-hmm. or I was doing a to-do list over here while I'm doing something. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. I was with them and focused on them, but I wasn't 100% 100 there. Mm -hmm. Now today, when my kids want to spend time with me and I will put everything else aside Mm -hmm. and it is 100% my brain, my body, my thoughts are really all about my children at that moment. Mm -hmm. And it's because I live... Like what if this was my last day? Because I, I could literally die tonight. I mean, I don't know, and that's the way I act. Mm. And and I and it's sometimes I have to. I mean, it's, I'm not perfect. I, I don't do it all the time. And if I can't do it, I'll say, hey, guys, let me finish doing this over here. And then I go with them right. instead of trying to do it all at one time. And so that's and, you know, Alex, my husband. I mean, he's the same way. I mean, he mm-hmm. has changed completely, too, in that he'd come home from work. And the kids would be like, Dad, let's play catch. And he'd play catch for a minute. And then he's like, i got to go inside and get his computer and we'd work. And, and again, kids still involved. But now he puts it all down, and he will mm-hmm. go outside. We all go outside as a family, and we'll play for two hours, mm-hmm. undivided attention. Right. We're only going to have that time with these kids for a very short period of mm-hmm. time, and it brings them so much joy. And to content. see the smile on their faces with mom and dad, and we're having family kickball, and we're all mm-hmm. in it, and phones are gone, and distractions, and no one's there. Life doesn't get better than that. There's nothing that can get better than
0: so then with that said, would you say right now, then you are living with more joy?
1: Absolutely.
0: So and like you more joy and less stress than more I. more joy and have. less stress. And, and it, I should say, I mean, you were doing chemo every other week right now. Mm-hmm. So, I and am. when you're doing chemo, you are flat out in the bed at least one day, but you feel pretty rotten the entire week, the entire week. Yeah. And then you have a good week. So but right now, you are like more peaceful. Yes. So less stress, mm-hmm. more present, and you have more joy. Right. And I've grown. So would you say you're happier right now? Yes. Than you were before. Yes. Without would. a doubt. I so, would. so to me, that's a miracle. I would. Because right now, you are what I would say is in the battle of your life, mm-hmm. and you are giving it every cell of your body. I mean, your your courage and your bravery. Um, your willingness to uncover every stone, but then you're also living with this like sweetness of life right now. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think one of the questions we were talking about is, you know, if you saw God, what would you say?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You when you meet him, and I'd say I love you, and I'd say thank you, and I'd say thank you, and I'll am I quiet? But like I I have gotten a second chance to live. Mm -hmm. And I want to live more now than I ever have before. Even if I have stage four colon cancer, I have gotten a second chance. When I was diagnosed, any tension that I had with say a family member, a friend, a person, all that goes away. Mm -hmm. I I was able to start with like a clean slate of rebuilding relationships and friendships. And that to me is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And I've got to see the world the way I probably should have
0: seen it Mm -hmm. this entire time. Yeah, I don't know who says it, but it says you are saved or you, you experience salvation when you actually see the world through God's eyes, the way God sees the world. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what you're doing. Yeah, I I, I do. I feel like I've gotten the second chance and
1: what makes me sad is I don't, I want to live my life Mm -hmm. this way, Mm -hmm. not my old way. Mm -hmm. And so please give me the chance to live it this way because I couldn't be happier uh, right now.
0: And, um, do we hear this? Yeah. I mean, mean, really, I mean, Izzy, I see how hard you're fighting and I know what this is taxing on your body and mind and spirit, but then it's like the flip that you're, you're living this beautiful life right now. Mm -hmm. You are living the soulful life right now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like the rose with the thorns. I mean, it just is, it's like, why does, that's what I'll say when I get to God through the do it gates. I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. But in some ways it's almost the only way, you know, it's like, I feel like it is because the suffer,
1: I mean, how much I've grown spiritually in the belief that I have, uh, and the hope and the faith, it has grown tremendously. Um, and I think it's the, tribe, I mean, I think of the story of Job, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I always, I feel like Job sometimes, yes. right? right? I mean, when it's just, you and I've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, when do I get a break? But it also, and it's
0: awful at the time. It is awful. I've seen you in the hospital. I mean, you are so brave, but you have like been tested beyond. I don't know if I'd be able to rise like you continue to rise. But I think, th- yes, you would. And the other thing that gives me so much strength
1: and so much hope. And I ask people to not stop. There's so much power in prayer mm-hmm. in people. And Farrell. you, you have been an inspiration to me, probably more so than anybody as far as growing spiritually and giving me the hope and the th- things we've talked about, just being there for me, this,
0: the service we did, I... Oh, that's probably, I'm just going to say that was probably one of the more beautiful things I've ever participated in when we did the healing and hope ceremony mm-hmm. for you. I mean, it was just, I don't know. You're just that person though, that, you know, you just want to like sign up, like sign me up. I'm, I'm like getting right behind her. I'll do whatever. I'll carry the banner. I'll do whatever. Because you just, you just elicit that, you know, you just, you're like, I'm, I'm going to be brave and and I'm going to be hopeful and I'm going to show how strong I am. You were a tough broad. You were a tough broad before. I mean, you were like, you know, wheeling and dealing and, you know, doing all sorts of stuff. But now it's like even more. I mean, it's one of the things I was going to ask you is suffering ends up revealing so much about who you truly are Mm -hmm. because when everything is stripped away and we've talked about this before, we both, you know, like to be in control um, we're both very hard workers and we can command our days, I guess. And, and all of a sudden that was taken away from you. And so you, you, you know, all the things that you thought you had control of, you didn't have control of anymore. And I mean, what does it, 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 reveals either, you know, I see this all the time in my job that, you know, suffering hits someone and they either become, they turn in and become bitter and they hide underneath the rock. Yeah. Or they like explode and they're like, this is, you're getting ready to see who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, what is inside of me? Mm-hmm. I've said this before, and this is another thing I'll clarify when I see God and, and we're having that moment is it feels to me like God gave us on the inside what we would need. Yes. And so God never said, you're not going to suffer. Right. This is not going to be easy street. Right. And and so you are going to have to prove yourself. But I've given you resilience, and I've given you courage, and I've given you bravery, and I've given you um, the heart and mind enough to pick people to surround yourself with, and you can do this, Mm -hmm. and you can do it beautifully and gracefully, which is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know because we are only human that you have moments where you feel, and you should say that, I mean, where you feel down and you feel angry and maybe you don't have as much hope.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, and what I, do you
0: do? I mean, you reach out, like I do. S- tell people, you know, like it's, it's important that we are not, we are not like super man, super yeah. woman. I mean, we have moments of fragility and I think it's so important that we're brave enough to reach out and say, Hey, Farrell, this is a hard day. I'm having a hard day mm-hmm. and I come running and, um,
1: and I've done that. And, and, and I think that's probably, you talk about the control, especially with my job and what I was doing. I'm that type A, the the first huge lesson I learned, again, thought I knew this lesson is I don't have control over Mm -hmm. much, not much at all. Mm -hmm. And I had to surrender to the Lord and it's his journey, not Mm -hmm. mine, Mm -hmm. but I have so much
0: trust in him. That, how do you know that? Like, how do you know that you really can trust God? Um,
1: well, there have been a couple things that have happened, but um, I think that's a great question. I, I I just feel it in my heart and in soul, And I believe that I am a thread in a big canvas, and he He sees the canvas, and I don't. So I don't know why this has happened to me, And do I think God gave it to me? No, Mm -hmm. but I do believe it's part of my story and it's part of my journey. And, and I believe he knows what that is. And I just have that trust and confidence. And did I at first, I've never been mad at God in this process. People ask me that. Mm -hmm. And I've never been mad or angry because I, I have so much trust and confidence that there is something so much greater that's gonna come out of what is going on with me. Mm -hmm. So it's not about me, it's really about what is the greater good. And I think through this process and bringing awareness to colon cancer and doing these types of things, Farrell, has really impacted a lot of people in my life. Oh my
0: gosh, so many people have gone and gotten a colonoscopy because of you. You And People that are all because they're like, you know what, Just we need to go up and we need to do that. Mm -hmm. It's true. And I've gotten pe-
1: people, I mean, I had a, la- a lady from Chicago reach out to me. She saw the Warriors on the Facebook and all of that. And she reached out and she said, because of you, I went and got my colonoscopy. She was 40 years old. And she said they found precancerous. actually, she might have been a little bit younger. They found the precancerous polyps. Mm-hmm. And they said, if you would have waited till you were 50, you would have had colon cancer. And she said, you saved my life. Mm-hmm. And that, when I hear those stories, I cry. Mm-hmm. But that's how I know there's something so much bigger than me. Yeah, because going it's on. like
0: the, we have no idea. And I tell this to my kids: you just have no idea these little things that you do
1: that can no have idea.
0: such a ripple, big effect mm-hmm. in people's lives. Yes. So I don't know if you want to talk about this, but but you have had some you know, I would call them mystical or, you know, a touch with the eternal, you know, transcendent experiences through this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I told you when we watched at Ragnar, I mean, when you shared one of the stories, I'm like this, you just, you know, I so want to believe that God is in the thick of everything. And that, you know, knows our thoughts before we say them that is so intimately involved and present. And when you shared, you know, your instances of God's presence in your life, it feels well, one it's beautiful, but it just is so reassuring to me. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you would share? Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So the, the, there've been, there've been three very specific instances and I'll share the first one was I was, um, having a procedure in the hospital. So I had to go under anesthesia. And as I was under, and they were waking me up after the procedure, and I was saying, please don't, please don't wake me up. I do not want to be awake right now. And it was because I was having a conversation with God on the beach. And the sense of peace I felt, I mean, I've never felt that peaceful and that calm and that awesome in my life. And I was having a conversation with him, and I was sitting, and he was standing. We were on the beach, and he was just saying, you're going to live. Now, I don't know what that means, yes. live how, live where, live what, but he said, you're going to live, and you're going to be okay, and you know I'm right here by your side, and it was Even after I woke up, I still felt it. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, and I was saying, and I was yelling to Alex, like, please don't wake me up. Don't wake (laughs) me up. I want to stay here because it was the most amazing feeling. So when we talk about how, how do I know there's a God and how do I trust him? It's these moments that I've really grown so much, and he's
0: with me. I know he's with me. So it's just like a tan. You, it's just like you just know, like in the cells, in your soul, my soul, in your spirit, that you just know. I
1: just know because of, and it. And I've had other dreams before. I and love a conversation out. with God on the beach. <laughs> it was, but but the way I <clears throat> felt after it inside, it was different than just dreaming about. Mm-hmm because I've had dreams, but when I have that feeling and that peace, it's never left me. Mm
0: -hmm. So that is, you know, you've been gifted with the peace beyond understanding, right? It's like the peace that, that we all long for that is hopefully available Mm -hmm. to us and that we want to experience. It's a different kind of peace. It's a different kind of peace than when I'm on a Sunday afternoon crazy at home. I mean, this is like a, It's in your depths where you just know it's, I guess it's your soul knows
1: my soul. It's in my soul. And the, the, in the one other story, and it was a very similar feeling. I had just had liver surgery in November and actually this precedes that story. And, um, this is the first time where I really, through this journey where I felt Mm -hmm. him and I was, um, it was the day I'd gotten home from the hospital on a Wednesday And it was that Thursday and I started to get a fever and I started shaking Mm -hmm. really like just could not stop shaking. And then the shaking was uncomfortable, but it was also painful because I have all these incisions in my stomach. And Mm -hmm. so I'm shaking and then I'm crying because it hurts and Mm -hmm. I can't stop shaking. And Alex is holding me as hard as he can. And I'm just, I can't stop. And I'm just crying. And then, you know, Alex kind of walked away and I'm just laying there shaking. And all of a sudden this This peace, just, I don't, I can't even explain it, just came over me. And it was this sensation I got in my body, and I immediately stopped shaking. And my body just kind of sank in the bed. And I said, I'm going to go to sleep now. I'm done shaking. And I said, God is with me. Mm -hmm. And I just rested and I fell asleep. But it was instantly, though, I went from shaking to just this, Mm -hmm. and it literally, it ran, I could feel it as it was running through my body, like, I stopped shaking, and then this peace came over me, and I, it was the most peaceful thing. To the point, my sister was in the room, like, she thought I was going to die. Oh, because you were so Because I was so peaceful. And I said, God's with me. I'm the peace. And she starts crying because she thinks I'm going to die. I'm like, no, I'm not going to die. <laughs> just had a mystical I just had this experience and you experienced oh my it my with gosh. me. And, um, but it was in that same feeling. So it, it, it's in my soul. Like mm-hmm. you
0: said, it's deep. It's- so let's talk a little bit about the soul. Um, because, you know, we are a mind, a body, and I believe a soul. Has the soul part of you kind of stepped more into the forefront of your life versus the body and the mind. You are wickedly smart and gorgeous. Um, but has the soul part of you is, has that like, you know, I always say, who am I going to take out today for a walk? Am I going to take my ego out for a walk today? Or am I going to take my soul out for a walk today? Right. And I feel like you're like, you're taking your soul out every day.
1: And I don't think I ever connected with my soul before.
0: Mm hmm. So what does that mean to you right now? So,
1: you know, I would take care of my mind and my body, but I didn't spend the time taking care and nurturing my soul. Okay. And when I got sick, uh, not necessarily as much the first time, but the second time when I was told I had six months to live we've really explored, we're staying on the Western medicine side, and I say we, because Alex has been right by my oh, side in like, this journey. He is Superman, yes. right? He's wonderful. He is, and so we explored all times, all types of alternative medicines, mm-hmm. and I'll do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I've done a lot of crazy things, but one of the biggest things that I love about the Eastern medicine is it's not just taking care of your physical body, mm-hmm. it truly is taking care of your soul, what we put in our bodies. How we process stress and anger and frustration, and how when I start feeling that way, if I'm holding on to it, it actually makes you Tighten sick. Up. Yeah, sick. and how and I had to work with people on releasing some of this anger that I didn't even know I had built up or mm-hmm. frustration. Again, not perfect. It's not all gone. Yeah. But understanding that that really has an impact on your soul. Meditation is so important in yoga. Mm-hmm. And again, pre-cancer, I would do yoga, but the whole time I'm doing yoga, I'm thinking about the 500 other things I want to do versus <clears throat> focused on my health, my body, my mind, my mm-hmm. soul, and thinking about healing my liver and thinking about seeing a healthy liver as I'm meditating and as I'm doing yoga, I I could never have done that before because I had too many things going on. And that's just something that's really changed for me.
0: Well, so I think I've told you this before, but at Vanderbilt Divinity School, my kind of specialty that I did my research and writing about was healing. And so, you know, coming from my background of Charlie and then working in the church and healing is Is very important to me, this idea of one, healing the body, but also healing the soul and the spirit. Because I feel like, you know, we always talk about Jesus as being this amazing healer. But for me, I, you know, everything I've read about Jesus and the way that Jesus interacted with people, he was always going for something deeper. Yes. Always. So, yeah, so he would teach, he would touch the blind you know, man on the eyes and he would heal them and he healed, you know, brought people back to life and, um, you know, forgave people and that healed them. But it always, I don't know, Jesus was always focused on the inner being Mm -hmm. and he knew that that was the most important. Mm -hmm. So I know you've, you've had so many ups and downs through this whole journey, but would you say you've experienced healing? Yes, I would. Even though I'm not healed, yes,
1: I have healed my soul. I've healed my mind, my spirit. Things I've never relationships I never, relationships. I mean, I I did focus on relationships a lot before, but is when it come when it came to me, I didn't focus on me mm-hmm. and my health and what that really meant. Mm-hmm. Now, did I work out? Yeah, I worked out, but again, as I'm working out and running, I'm thinking about the 50 oh, million things other things I had to do. Um, but for me to sit still and meditate or do yoga was very, very difficult. And I wasn't, I wasn't caring for me. I wasn't listening to my body or doing what my body was telling me I needed to do. And that, that and that's the, the probably my biggest message to people too is trust your gut. I knew something was wrong with me. I knew all of the year, 2017, it wasn't until November that I went to the doctor, but all starting January of 2017. I mean, I remember vividly talking to Alex, my fatigue, um, my, my stomach pain, I was sort of losing what like I knew. And I'd go to the doctors and they would say, Oh, you're just, you know, you you're working mom a of three, you yes. just have babies, you have three kids. And I'm like, no, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And Finally I just kinda of took it into my own hands, but I wish I would have done it sooner. Yeah. Um, we all do, and so that's a that's a hard, that's been a hard thing for me to mm-hmm. get over is why didn't I go sooner? So that's probably when it trust your gut because mm-hmm. your body does you know better and keep pushing. The those do- the doctors don't know they're great people and they know a lot and I couldn't do what I'm doing without them. Know. Yes. But they don't know your
0: body like mm-hmm. you do. And you are your own advocate. You are, and we I mean, all you have trust to be. Them. Yes, I mean uh, the other thing, though, is is you know I I believe, and I don't always listen. A lot of times I don't listen. That my soul is speaking, my soul like can guide me and lead me. And you know when you call that intuition, or you call that the spirit within you, or you call it like gut. I don't know. I just do feel like. If only I would listen to my soul more often, mm-hmm. you know, I would actually maybe live the soulful life that I'm trying to live. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen to expectations. I listen to, oh, I've got to do this. I remember we watched at Radnor Lake, and you said, "How many meetings did I think I had to be there for? How many things did I think that?" But it was so important, and I had this expectation: oh, I should do that, right? You know, have to do that, and actually, I never had to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I had you said, you know, I had to take back, like, what do I want to do, need to do? It's good for me. Mm-hmm. And I think we do. We live in this world that we can be all and everything, and we can do everything. We can be the mom and we can be the professional and we can be the person that goes to church and we can have a spirit. It's all these compartmentalized things. And we think we're just checking it off. And one of my worries always is that I'm doing so many things that I live on the surface. Mm -hmm. And I never actually get get down. down to that deep place. And I think that that's where I was. I was here. Yeah. And you're like uber successful at that. I mean, like amazing mom, crazy, ridiculously successful in your professional life. Great wife doing stuff at church and in the community and, but there is a difference, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, so maybe is the secret you do less and then you do less so that you can actually have a deeper experience. So for, for me, as we have this conversation, what,
1: what runs through my head is, um, the expectation I put on myself Mm -hmm. and then the expectation that I thought other people had of me. I cared Mm -hmm. so much, especially at work Mm -hmm. of what, and we all have to, right? You, yeah. you either have clients like that you have to take care of, or you have bosses, you have all these people you're trying to please, and therefore you, you're doing all these things based on an expectation you think they have of you. Right. Which may not even be
0: accurate. Mm-hmm. And then I put these and that's on, even with parenting though, too. Parent, like yeah. you can put this expectation that you're supposed to be this like mom that is, you know, this exceptional Right. Perfect. For, yeah. It does right? everything. And yeah, mm-hmm. you're, right, you're right in your personal
1: life, your professional mm-hmm. life. And one of the things, I don't have high expectations of me anymore. I mean, that. I do have high expectations, but I don't have unrealistic. And the expectations I put on myself are things I know I can do. Okay. Right. So give me an example. So of for example, like the past, this, this week I've over committed myself, mm-hmm. but I really haven't. But for me, I have. Right, Mm -hmm. I had a breakfast, I had a lunch, and then I had to go meet somebody, you know, in that afternoon. Well, that's a lot for me because my Mm -hmm. energy level is so low, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do it before you would have pushed through, pushed through, pushed through, right?
0: Right,
1: and I and I can't push because I physically can't Mm -hmm. push through anymore, but. Um, even if I can, I know if I do, it's going to take a toll on me for a couple days right. or it could really be detrimental to me. So if I'm almost forced to do this, mm-hmm. but it's nice. And I yeah. say no a lot more mm-hmm. and I don't have these crazy expectations of me to, to do everything. You know, we, t- we talk about it. You can mm. do anything. I think we are all capable of doing anything we want to do. And many things we, and many things. Yeah. We just can't do everything. Mm -hmm. And we try to do everything Mm -hmm. and that's where we stay at the surface or we fail or we get sick or we, you're neglecting Mm -hmm. something, right? Right. If you're, if you have so much going on and we're trying to do everything, it's impossible Mm -hmm. and you're neglecting. And most of the time we tend to neglect ourselves, I think in our health, right? I'm not, I would never, I mean, I was healthy. I was in shape. I wasn't overweight, I was stressed out to a maximum, but I am not your typical picture of colon cancer. And yes, I never thought, first of all, I didn't even really know what colon cancer was. I mean, I did, but I didn't know much about it because you never hear about it, but you know, I'm a healthy 42 year old woman. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get cancer Mm -hmm. wrong. All of us, you know, doesn't discriminate. None of this does. And so Anyway, I know I'm on my soapbox right now, but I, I do wish, what I see most in people, what I wish is take care of you. Right. And when I talk to people and tell them, you know, don't have such high expectations of yourself or at work, for mm-hmm. example, they'll, they'll talk to me because they want advice about what, well, what do you, how do you see the world differently? And I'm like, well, tell me about your work. Well, I have to do this, this, and this, and this. I'm like, why do you have to do those 10 things? Mm-hmm. I've got to work to pay for my kids to go to school and this house and all this. Yeah, you do, but do you have to do it and not for I think care we're so yourself? hard
0: razor sharp edges yes. and actually we can soften the lines. That's, I think that's soften right. the lines a little bit. I mean I, I I guess a couple of years ago, uh one thing I've done, gosh, there's so many things I need to do, but I just said on Sundays we won't be doing activities. Yeah. Because we're gonna be together as a family. Yes. And we're gonna have downtime. Like we're going to have genuine downtime. And if all we do on Sunday is read a book and fix dinner and that's it, then that is important because you can't, I don't want my kids to feel like every single day they have to be wound up. Right. That, And I want them to understand what it looks like to do nothing, to actually just turn it off and say, and how many of our kids do that? Like never, I
1: know, you know, and that's hard. You're right. That's hard. We try to keep our Sundays, family day as well. Mm-hmm. And it, and I agree. And it's so hard mm-hmm. and it's hard for them too. We
0: are, we are up against, you know, especially if you're in the professional world that you're up against these kind of rule. This is how it is. Or you get left behind. Yeah. Right. I thought I would get left. I kind of want to get left behind. <laughs> right. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I kind of want to just, I don't know, really experience things deeper. what I don't want, I just want to really feel that flush of peace and joy and not so wound up and tight. Mm -hmm. And
1: that's where, that's where I feel like I, I'm not a hundred percent there every day, all day, but, but I'm so much further on that journey than I am this other. Right. And, and I think that's why I'm more joyful and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm much more peaceful, um, and it's, that's been a journey. And and you had said something earlier. I think it's really important. I'm not like this a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. I still sweat the small stuff. I still get upset. I still get angry. I have very bad days. I get very down, mm-hmm. but I've learned to ask for help, right. which I would never do before. Mm-hmm. And I also sit in it, meaning
0: sit in the suffering, sit in the suffering. Oh, this is so important because I think we you know, I can remember sitting in the in the waiting room at Sloan Kettering and looking around at the parents, and you know, some people were avoiding, some people were medicating, some people were angry, and I remember a nurse saying, "You know, the best thing you can do is be in it, mm-hmm. like feel it, like just this is this is your reality, and just sit with it and get it out." Yeah, and get it out. And that's a hard place, and that's a
1: big lesson I've learned. And when you think about, like, when my kids cry, like, don't cry, just be happy. We always, mm-hmm. now I, I I sit in, and like, I tell my daughter, it's, it's okay. You know what? I understand why you're sad. Mm-hmm. Let's cry about it. Let's get it out. Let's sit in it. You're not going to be happy all the time. Your feelings are going to get hurt, whatever is going on. And I've learned to just sit. And some days when I feel like crying, I will cry mm-hmm. all day. I won't use the phone. I won't talk to me. I will cry. I will not let myself stay there. Right. But I will let myself sit in it for sit a day in it
0: for a day. Yeah,
1: I do pull myself back. You're so brave. But I, ha- I have to because you have to feel that or you just it, it doesn't go away. It's pushed somewhere in that soul. Mm-hmm.
0: somewhere. So you got to let it out in order to heal. Right. Right. I'm just curious, um, has the way that you see God or experience God um, changed? Like if you had introduced me to the God that you speak to and pray to, and you know is like right up against you when you're going through a hard time, who is that? I just,
1: it's amazing. And I don't think we'll ever fully know or appreciate until we go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of heaven a little bit differently too. I think of that next step a little differently. I think
0: of death. I have a piece about death. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because you, you know, you're right there at Mm -hmm. that place where it feels, not that it's not a reality for every single one of us, but it's like the words have been spoken to you. And so you feel like you're on that boundary. What is, how does that make you understand death, God and heaven? So I, I did the, the piece that Mm -hmm. I have, I've gotten a
1: piece about it and, like I said, I think there is a greater plan. There's this bigger canvas, right? And I'm just a threat in it. And I just trust that the journey I'm on is the right journey and is going to be greater good come out of that. Mm-hmm. And if that means that I have to leave this earth sooner than I want to, then there's going to be good that comes from that. And I don't know what good that is. How hard have you,
0: how, how have you gotten to
1: this place? Just a lot of praying and people like you in my life. And just really, if I lived being, and I was, I never always had peace with death, but I mean, I've had to plan my funeral. Mm -hmm. I mean, me and Alex have had to have some very, very difficult discussions. Um. So I'm not afraid of of death. And I think heaven is going to be amazing. And I think I'm still going to be so connected to my family when I die. And I think that it's unbelievable. We we will never understand on earth because we don't, our mind doesn't work that way. So I, I, and I have, I've accepted that. Like I always tried to understand, like mm-hmm. I always thought I could change. I always thought I was in control. I thought I could understand everything, but I don't. And it's just this trust that I have. And I think it's going to be great. And I think it's going to be awesome when I get to heaven. I don't want to go. Right. Not right now. Because <laughs> I want to, I think I'm I not have, letting you go. Because I think I have a lot. I, I don't think I'm going to die soon. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I feel it in my heart and soul. I think there's a greater plan for me mm-hmm. and I'm seeing some of that unfold. And I think that's what gives me hope because I, I think there's something more that God wants me to do. Um, cause I listen and I pray about it and I listen to them and I just, I think there's something great. No, do I think I'm going to live till 80 years old? No, I think I'll die sooner, but I don't think I'm going to die in the next year. Um, and I think there's a lot more work for me to do on this
0: earth. Yeah, when um, we were at Mother's Day service last mm-hmm. week and you were sitting on the second row. And my prayer, my great, big, huge prayer is that I would be seeing you sitting on the second row next year yep. for Mother's Day. And that's I my prayer. I believe heart. it, yeah. I and I think it. I will be. Yeah, I believe it. So if you had to tell someone they've just been given, you know, terrible news, and maybe they have never really had, you know, a, a, a relationship with God or you know, maybe they go to church and maybe they know some of the Bible stories, but they haven't had what I see you having, which is this, I don't know. It's like a connection. It's a conversation, an ongoing conversation. How would you tell someone to lean into God, to travel that spiritual path?
1: They have to open their mind to, okay. to it.
0: Yeah, I it's think a vulnerability, have, isn't it? It's a
1: vulnerability and an acceptance mm-hmm. that you don't, have that control. Um, I, for example, I don't believe in coincidences anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I used to think, Oh, that's just a coincidence.
0: But my, I don't either, by the way, but my, I think God is like speaking in right so here, many different ways everywhere. I mean, everywhere. I feel like it's just like, Holy moly, you better open your eyes because he's like, the whole thing is right there for you to like, take and and it is learn and you know, if, get if, the wisdom. And... If we
1: opened our eyes and if I we know. saw it. And I think again, the pre-cancer, I, I wasn't open. I didn't see it because I was too busy to see it. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm praying a lot right now or meditating, or I need an answer, or I'm seeking for something. Like I just try to keep my mind. My, my mind is very open and I'm listening to maybe something you say, or somebody I run into. Like I, it's, it's, I believe God is speaking to us
0: all day, every day. It's like God's given Through, us these little breadcrumbs yes. on the path. And you just, are you picking them up and seeing what they are? Mm-hmm. I do. See, I believe it big time. But... So, so that's what I would say to somebody is mm-hmm. have an open mind mm-hmm.
1: and go to the Lord in your way. Mm-hmm. Right. And it may not be going to church every Sunday. It may not be re- the way Alex and I are approaching this. We both have grown tremendously in our in our spirit, in our faith, and we've done it a little bit differently, mm-hmm. and he's doing it his way, and I'm doing it my way, and they're they look different, mm-hmm. and that's okay. But well, that's, that's
0: what I love about it, though. It, it is that's the freedom of knowing that right. your path and my path, hopefully, are going to continue to just continue to cross, but they're different. Yeah, you know, in our understanding of God. I think I asked that question though because. I don't know. I think that we do have a little like fear, a little standoffness to God, you know, yeah. in that experience. It, just, it makes us feel really small. But actually, I mean, the God that I speak to, I feel like, is so tender. Yes, knows me so well that I shouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. It should be like I'm walking in under the wing, mm-hmm. right? Instead yeah. of um, and not being afraid or ashamed or you know, that there are expectations even with the spiritual life. Right. 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 And, um, there is this sense of, um, it's hard to communicate, but it's an openness. It is. I, I don't know. just how, being yeah. like, okay, God, like, I'm just like, my hands are open. I'm just going to see where you take me. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to try to be brave and listen as possible. And
1: I think before I wouldn't listen, I wasn't as open and we were busy. We were busy. And and I, I didn't, and and I didn't make it a priority, to be honest with you. What like, I mean, made church and, 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 and growing in the faith, but as far as a daily uh, discussion and openness, I, I was
0: not doing that as consistently as as I am today. Okay, so your world was upturned completely. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like, you know, when you do the dating of the Bible before, before Christ and after Christ, right. it's before, before cancer, cancer, and cancer and after cancer. I mean, that's unfortunate. Yeah. We talk about it my is. life yeah. all the time. Yeah, I mean, it is. I feel the way, I feel that way in my own life too. Yeah. But so what, what are some absolute truths? You know, like, um, Paul Tillich talks about the, the grounding of your being and that we have to, and I've, I've mentioned before, you know, that steel rod that's on the inside of you. That, that you just know, you know, I don't, I don't care what the doctor says today if he tells me six months. I don't care if tomorrow I have to get chemo or next week is a good week. Or I just know that this is truth. What would be that for you? Um, so as you're speaking, again, it, it
1: just, for me, it's live for it today. Because you mm-hmm. never know what's going to happen even in just five we minutes say, or 10 we hear minutes that or over and over and know, over again. And
0: I just don't know how do we actually get it to go into the cells of our being and, and, today. Is it like today is it? And and I don't know how you
1: get that mindset because mm-hmm. we take advantage of tomorrow. I know right? we and and we're like we counting just, on it. It's like, we're just already in the bank. We've got right. it. We've got it. And we don't, none of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, when I was told I had six months to live, it was, it, it, even when I was told I was, so when I was initially was told I had cancer, it rocked my world. Mm-hmm. And it changed my thought process about life. When I was told I had six months to live is when I jumped into this other world of happiness and joy and I've grown much more spiritually. So even when I was diagnosed with cancer, thinking I was going to just go through chemo and it was all going to be done and I, it, I was going to be fine. I still had almost the old per, pre-cancer perspective of life. It wasn't until I was told I had six months to live mm-hmm. that I changed and I felt different. So it's, it's, when we talk about
0: those, it's like, what do we need to grab how, us right? by the collar? How? It's like, what has to be said? It has to be said. You have six months Unless for you to finally like wake up, right? Wake up. And I do believe that, unfortunately, tragic
1: events bring you closer to God mm-hmm. or can bring you closer to God if you so mm-hmm. choose to go in that direction. And, um, you know, that's what happened to me. I mean, to me, it, it is the absolute truth is, I mean, live for today. And, and I, I don't know how to get people to do that. And I would say trust trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, listen to your gut listen mm-hmm. to yourself listen to your inner soul mm-hmm. your inner voice because and don't neglect you again i see all these people all of our friends you mm-hmm. know all they're all running around and i, I really worry about men mm-hmm. because they're just going and they think <laughs> women funny. do too but women tend to be more the caregiver and take care of themselves where the men are not as much but they're working so hard and they're saying i can't do that and i'm a mm-hmm. And especially as high we get older, levels. high stress yeah. levels and they're, you know, taking care of the family, they feel like they got to do all these things and I'm just worried. They're not caring for themselves, mm-hmm. like truly in their Where's soul. the joy. Yeah, know. Where's your joy. Mm-hmm. And I see it a lot more in men than I do women. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as not taking care of the soul.
0: Um, what would you say, I mean, I've kind of been walking this journey, so I'll probably get answer this for you, but I'm going to let you answer it. What has been most helpful during this time? I would say my
1: relationships and
0: people, mm-hmm. um,
1: when I am sitting in anger or I'm sad, um, and I get, and I'm like, you know, I'm not sure I can do this one more day. Cause I've been there and I get a text from, my friend in Atlanta who says, just thinking about you, I love you, praying for you, always here for you. I'm like, you know what? i I got this. I'm going to fight. You yeah. know, I mean, the text, I get so many texts and so many cards and so many people reaching out to me. And what I never want anybody to think is that it doesn't matter because oh, they have matter. no idea how much it means to me. And that's the one thing I just don't want to ever stop. Because it's hard to, to articulate. I can't go and write thank you cards to every. I, it's just not feasible. I, I can't do it. I no used to thank stress you about notes. it. Yes. I know. I, and I, These I are keep, those things you have to write. write, uh, write like and a- that's one thing I have. <clears throat> and that's been one thing I've been hard to let go because I'm like, how do I write thank you? How do I keep up? And I just say I,
0: it right now, thank you, everybody.
1: Thank you, everybody. <laughs> because I can't keep up. Mm-hmm. But I also want people to know how much I appreciate and love and the support. And like the healing and hope service, I was so down in the dumps during that time. You and I talked and that was one of the big reasons. I just, I was, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of my funk. And when we had that service, I did a 180. Mm -hmm. It changed me. There were what, 300 plus people there. More than that. Right. And, And just seeing everybody and, and just feeling it and the whole service and the music and your sermon I mean everything was I can't explain it to you it's the people for me Mm -hmm. it's the relationships just so so important to me and just continue to motivate me and then obviously my children Mm -hmm. my three kiddos Rex, Hudson, and Briggs when I look at them that won't make them cry Mm -hmm. that's when I'm like I can't I can't I can't do that to them because if I if I die, it will so break them. And so I can't die. Mm-hmm. And I won't. So we keep plugging along. So we keep fighting. Hope, hope, hope. No matter what. I, I mean, I look at them and I look at Alex and you know, I'm like, they can't do this without me. And I'm scared <laughs> Here's the They're super. Woman. Yeah. No, but it's it's just like, ah, you know, we're talking about a seven, nine and 11 year old. Like Mm -hmm. that's a lot of pressure on some little kids. And Mm -hmm. so, um, but that's when I look at them, I'm never going to give up.
0: Never, never. I'm not going to let you. Never. For sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, this whole year I've been doing how to live the soulful life. And, um, I'm just curious right now where you are in your life. What gives you soul joy? Soul joy.
1: So, I love obviously my family. Mm-hmm. So being Hudson, family. Briggs, Rex, and Alex. Uh, my friendships, mm-hmm. um, so so awesome. My relationships. You just got just back from general. Florida
0: with your friends, which you had a yes. wonderful time.
1: And as you say, the beach <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. you and
1: love just being around you know my friends. I will say you know the church has is just been the community, the community, mm-hmm. um, the bridge service, uh, you know, the music, mm-hmm. uh, really touches my soul. Mm-hmm. I've learned, uh, it always has, but it's so much deeper for me now. And, um, Andrew will send me songs quite a bit and it just touches my heart. It touches my soul. It's amazing meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a special
0: kind of meditation that you do?
1: No, I just, when I'm either in the morning, I'll just kind of get up and, and I, and the meditation is, I could be on a walk and meditate. Mm-hmm. And I think you taught me that. I mean, yeah. I can meditate. I used to struggle cause I used to thought I had to sit, and, mm-hmm. but I can meditate wherever I am. Even mm-hmm. if I'm just sitting in the car waiting for my kids, I could just go to a place for just a few, it doesn't have to be this long drawn out task, but just kind of go away and just be. Um, and I'll say that's good. It's just the walking and really mm-hmm. enjoying being outside the sun. The vitamin D is really important for the myself. Simple
0: things, it's right? simple stuff. I mean, soul joy is so simple. Yes. So simple. But we don't
1: do it. You know, going back to why don't we do, do it. it? Because I, 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 again, pre-cancer, I wasn't
0: doing it. And yeah. I, again, I but you had, you had a very happy life. Happy life. I right. think maybe that's if, if, if we could distinguish between, Happy and joy. Yeah. Right. And so the joy is where you get into that deeper soul cellular place. Happy is on the surface. Right. It's very surface. Like, Mm -hmm. I had a really yummy cinnamon roll today for breakfast. And that's like so happy. Yes. Sitting here with you and you speaking, like, just gives me joy. Makes me happy. It's like a depth of living that I want and I crave. I want a deeper living, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. So, You know, I sign off on my blog, live in hope. And so I have always said that what I write about, you know, it's because I'm so trying to do it. Um, I want to try to figure it out. You're actually like when I sign off live in hope, it's like something I'm aspiring to. You're actually doing it. What does hope? What is the definition of hope to you? that there's something so much bigger
1: and greater than me and have to be comfortable with not knowing exactly what that is that is for the good of many, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And so what gives me hope is what's happening, I believe, wholeheartedly, what is happening to me right now is for something that is so much greater and good that I don't know. That's what gives me hope. And I believe my journey with my professional career was not an accident. I believe that's the journey that I'm supposed to be on, but I believe it was to um, prepare me for something so much bigger and better. And I don't know what that is because I think mm-hmm. these are stepping stones and I've prayed about it a lot. And I felt this even, even before I got cancer, I knew that what I was doing was not where I was going to end up. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know what that next step was, but I always said it was going to be so uh, different in meaningful in a different way. And I didn't know what that meant at the mm. time. I didn't have cancer. I didn't have anything. And Alex and I would talk about it a lot. I'm like, but I don't know what it is, but I felt it so strongly feral. Like even in 2016, all of 2017, I would go home to Alex. I'm like, God has a bigger plan for me, but I don't know what it is. I mean, and, and I just felt it. I can't. Mm. And then I was diagnosed with cancer. So that, that, that Feeling stayed with me, so it's still in you. Oh, like it's still in me. Know. I just know I don't mm-hmm. know exactly what it is, but I believe this is a platform that will help me to continue to help others, mm-hmm. or um, just be and just be a voice and just be an advocate and and just do something. So I'm, I'm, I listen to him and I follow him and I get opportunities like this to talk to people. Mm -hmm. I've done podcasts. I've done other videos. I've done the op-ed and they, those opportunities came. It's not like I'm seeking them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like I'm okay. I'm going to do this and I don't know what to do.
0: Yeah. But you know what? I think that we're all drawn to people that are living that deeper soulful life because we so long for it ourselves Mm -hmm. And so you, you are now like, you just have this force field around you that draws people in because they're like, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to live like she's living right now, um, deeper and fuller and with more joy, more purpose, um, more of the sacred and the divine in, in me and around me. And you're doing that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And that's why I feel like I've got a second chance. And that makes me cry. I mean, I've got a second chance to live this soulful life, and I want to live it because I feel like I enjoy things and see the world so differently than I ever did. And again, I feel like I have a second chance to truly feel that and live life that way and make a difference that way. And that gives Which me hope. Which means that
0: I, I have a second chance. And... They listening have a second. Like, like, yeah. let's get with the program. <laughs> right. Let's, right. Let's just do it. Let's just make some, do some of those changes. changes. Let's do it. Let's live the life that I believe God dreamed and meant for us. Mm-hmm. Um, let's like shake off all this extra expectation and let's shake off the busyness and let's go more for the sacred. And then instead of saying, "I need I to can't. tell myself that," like a million trillion yeah. times, though I know, and it's hard. And, and I still have Such good have to. intention. The other thing I think too is. I think that underneath all of us, underneath our pain, underneath our years, underneath expectations, underneath fears and hopes and dreams, we do have the soul that's like, hello, Feral. Oh, we do. Like, this is what, you know, you're not quite on the path right now. Like, you're feeling that angst that's because you're supposed to be doing something else or, you know, not not Feral, you're not, you kind of. You let that day go. And some days I do. I'll I'll get in the bed at night and I'll be like, goodness gracious, Cheryl. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you did a million trillion things today, but how much of that was actually... Sacred. I did that. How much do you remember that day? Right. I did that last night. Right. So we're all still doing. I'm still doing. A day to remember. Like that's the thing. And and you know I don't know if it's. Do I need to put a huge poster board on my mirror so that when I go in to put my contacts in in the morning I see it? This is who you are. This is who God is. And this is what these are the essentials of what you're supposed to be doing. You should see the mirror in
1: my bathroom. I have sticky notes. So when I wake up in the morning, I have she believed she could. So she did. Mm -hmm. And I have all these sticky notes that my daughter wrote. They're different Bible verses Mm -hmm. or mom. You're great. You're awesome. I love you. Like all these things you should see my mirror. So every morning I wake up and as I'm putting on my makeup, I'm reading these things over and it does. So this is the
0: tip for Soul Joy for the week then. Yeah. Like get on your mirror with sticky notes or if you're creative, put the poster board. To remind yourself, like today has to count, and I'm very anal
1: retentive and I like things to be clean. Mm-hmm. And So I have the sticky notes everywhere, and at first it was annoying to me <laughs> because I wanted to just be perfect. But so for those people out there that want to be, just get over it.
0: Get over it.
1: Put because the sticky notes put the sticky up, there. up there, it's <laughs> worth it.
0: Oh my God. No one else goes back in your bathroom, so just leave them up. I love you. I admire you. I believe in you. And I'm like your fighting force right beside you. Well, you are my rock. I'm and like right beside you Feral, all the way. Are. all you, the way. You bring me. Home. I'm going to drive you around when you're 80 in mm-hmm. like a convertible. I love it around town. Okay. <laughs> We're oh, going celebrate. We love the celebration.
1: Yes. Thank you. Well, thank so you. much. Well, I'm so honored to do this, and thank you. And Farrell, you have been truly. When we talk about hope in my life, you bring me so much hope, so much
0: joy. You're just this. I mean, everything you do is just oh, inspiring. That. Yeah, you you inspire me. I'm telling you, you you call me to sign up for you, and I have signed up. I'm glad. Thank you, because I need you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. You're welcome.